Well, God bless you on the day. God bless you. How are you today, beloved? I hope that you feel as fantastic as I am. Yes, I am excited about the word that God has for you today. And it is on forgiveness. Yes, today we are going to be discussing the gift of forgiveness. But before we do, let's proclaim God's promises over us. Are you ready? I am who God says I am. I am God's greatly beloved, set apart for his purpose. God's given me everything I need to achieve what he says I will do. I have the ability, potential, skills, creativity to do what I thought I never could. Greatness lies in me. I am good enough. I am beautiful enough. I am strong enough. And I am smart enough for God to do the unthinkable through. God will show the world there's more to me than meets the eye. So keep your eyes on me because I can show you better than I can tell you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. And I want you to stand in the mirror and just say that promise over your life. Because God thinks the world of you, he has an awesome plan and purpose for your life. So every day, you speak God's word over your life because he wants to do the impossible through you. So now we're going to get into our topic about forgiveness. What beautiful gift life gives us is the choice to build healthy and harmonious relationships. And these connections, they strengthen as we spend time learning to trust, to love, respect, to give, and share our deepest desires. This opens doors to being susceptible to the possibility of being hurt or wounded too. In other words, such relationships makes us vulnerable. Often it can be so severe, you find yourself overwhelmed with tremendous emotional pain because you never expected this person to harm you. The results of such horrific suffering can leave you with feelings of powerlessness, bitterness, anger, resentment, and to seek revenge. But Ephesians 4 and 31 tells us to let our bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking put be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. Now, you may argue that you're justified in how you feel while making your case by proclaiming, hmm, I have a right to be angry. You don't understand. You don't know the pain they afflicted on me. I trusted you and you betrayed me. That drunk driver killed my child. I have a right to be outraged. You promised to always love and be with me. 
But beloved, despite how painful your situation or how ghastly the agony may be, the antidote to your recovery lies in your choice to forgive and release the offender. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I know this goes against your nature. But it is of necessity to be free, to be healed, and to take your life back. Ah, you may be thinking, Bernita, <laughs> that's easy for you to say. If you were in my shoes, you'd feel the same way. Well, my friends, come on now, stand in my shoes then. Let me share with you some experiences I went through and how forgiving helped me become victorious, whole, and free. Back in 2012, I lost my job to abuse of power. The um, lady over HR was responsible for it. I was hired. I had been working for over 15 years for the school district as a preferred substitute teacher, had built a very good rapport. Principals enjoyed me, teachers, students, parents, and eventually I was hired for a full-time position as a paraprofessional. And all was needed for them to do was to finalize it in the board meeting. But my name was mysteriously removed off the paper. And not only that, but all of a sudden, I stopped getting assignments. I mean, after all these years of getting long-term assignments, one after another, all of a sudden, they just stopped. And I knew what was behind it. But the thing about it, it led me to not only just losing my job, but I was unemployed for about four years. That was the result of it. And without income for about three years. I often say I lost my job at the wrong age. And at such an age, it doesn't matter about your credentials, your tenure, your faithfulness. It doesn't matter how many recommendations you had. I had recommendations from principals, teachers, because at a certain age, they see you as a liability and not an asset. And my next experience I'm gonna share with you was I became engaged with this guy in church. Appeared to be a nice guy, but come to find out he wasn't. He had a problem wanting to control women. To make a long story short, he stopped me and did some other awful things. I literally had to fight for my sanity. But God blessed me to be strong enough and brave enough and to not marry him, called it off. And uh, something that really bad happened and I shared it with my pastor and them. They said they wanted to help me get through it. What they did was even worse than what he did because they actually set me up, betrayed my trust and used it to get rid of him, to get him out of their church. 
Now that could have caused me to just lose faith in God, lose faith in the church, but it didn't. I just, God just opened the door for me to go to another church and it opened up my ministry to become a majestic dance virtue, worshiper. And even losing my job led me to become the launch. My uh, next purpose and passion was that of becoming an author. So, and each incident which occurred in my life, I forgave and relinquished my choice to nurture any spirits which affected my relationship with Jesus and aid in my complete restoration. So whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, drop the issue, let it go, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive your trust Aggressions and wrongdoings against him and us. Mark 11 and 25. So I'm going to introduce to you the forgiving principles that allow you to keep your faith while moving forward and through your pain. Let us together examine eight principles that would be helpful for healing and taking your life back before the pain and despite the pain. There is recovery after the awful feelings prompted by the actions of others toward you. Please adopt the principles herein as they will be the key to your promising future. Number one, acknowledge how you feel. Our feelings can be fragile and when someone hurts us, our emotions have us go haywire. It is the prime time when we should not allow our emotions to control our reactions. Because emotions are not rational and should not be trusted. Now it is also imperative to recognize how you feel and acknowledge your true feelings. And it's alright if you become mad, upset, vexed or even outraged as long as you do not act out these feelings inappropriately or unlawful. Don't say that somebody asks you, how you doing? You know, you just went through something that really hurt you. And, oh, I'm good. No, you're not. You're not fine. You're hurting. You made me angry. I knew I was. Yes, I got angry. I hurt. But I did not lose it to try to get even or to retaliate because I was determined no one's going to turn me into somebody that I am not. Because Ephesians 4.26 also states, when angry, do not sin. So refuse to seek revenge to make someone hurt for the pain you feel they are responsible for. Principle number two. Choose to forgive. The world we dwell in is plagued by sin. And this guarantee, whether intentional or unintentional, you will suffer some type of harm. You have a choice to forgive or entertain the fruit of unforgiveness. Now this doesn't mean to act as though nothing happened or to ignore that you have been wounded. You forgive for you. Set an example for the person who hurt you. For healing and freedom, you must counsel the wrong done to you. Therefore, 
find a means to forgive, whether through a letter, a card, an email, a text message, or a phone call. Do it without regard to whether your motion for forgiveness will be received or rejected. Still, be sincere and compassionate when you make the intention to forgive. If you refuse to forgive, you give the person who offended you power over your life. No human has the right to have that kind of control over you. Remember, when you forgive the offender, it leaves the world baffled. They aren't used to such reactions, so your actions more than likely will not be receptive. In the offender's eyes, they don't need your forgiveness, but they feel they have done nothing wrong. They will merely move on and continue to live as they have and probably on to offending the next one. You will be free of the painful experience, but unfortunately, until they acknowledge the pain they have afflicted upon you, they will never be free. You are not responsible for their actions. You are responsible for how you allow what they have done to you affect your life. Forgiving enables you to show them mercy and compassion rather than render to them what you feel they deserve. You trust in the amazing love and forgiving grace of God to work in you and the person. Principle number three, this is very important. Forgive yourself. This was not your fault. You're not reaping what you sowed. Rather, you got involved with the wrong person or ignored major warnings, you gave up yourself unselfishly and you didn't deserve somebody to treat you in an inhumane way. Again, in my personal experience and in your own, we must and this is very important, realize that we didn't turn this individual into a wretched soul, overwhelmed with anger and bitterness. Something shattered them before we met them. Despite what happened that made them the way they are, we, are, we all have choices to either be loving, kind, or mean and hateful. They chose not to change their lifestyle. Therefore, stop beating yourself up and forgive yourself. Hallelujah. Okay, my beloved? Stop. Stop it. Stop the, being so hard on yourself. God loves you and has a bright future for you. Your life can be a means in which God redeemed many through your act of forgiveness. Isaiah 41.10 tells us to fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Principle number four, release the offender. He said, what? Yes, because for healing to saturate your body, mind, and soul, you must relinquish or renounce your will to dwell on the negative. Never use venting to bring up how someone hurt you. Obviously, if you keep bringing it up, 
Yes, you need to get counsel and talk to someone, but if you just keep dwelling on this and can't let it go, obviously you have not forgiven. See, our thoughts are powerful. When you repeatedly rehearse these vile events within your mind, you feel anger, bitterness, hostility, and it turns into hatred. So your heart becomes contaminated, resulting in you becoming oppressed and depressed, making you unable to enjoy the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. So, release yourself from the hurtful past and be careful with whom you share your feelings with too. And if someone attempts to keep you going around the revolving door of despair, politely, excuse yourself from their presence. Some people, they just want you to just linger on the bad things that happen. They try to make you, you remember what this one did to you? Don't forgive them, they don't deserve that. Keep your mind on being restored and fill your days meditating on the word of God. Feed your spirit and starve your flesh, which cries out for justice. And yes, I believe in justice, but we want to get it the right way, not the wrong way, not by seeking revenge. And I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to make you suffer because you will never be healed and delivered if you do that, beloved. So, activate solutions that move you forward on the road to a progressive life of wholeness. Surround yourself with those who will help you live a victorious life. Hallelujah. So, let us work on forgiveness. And next week, we're going to go through principles 5 through 8. And I pray that you continue to just grow stronger in God and be what he created you to be through your act of forgiveness. Now let's read the blessing from number six, verses 24 to 26. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. God love you, you mean the world to him. God bless you, beloved.